Hello, hey everyone, um, and welcome to my first poetry podcast. Um, we'll call it Multiverses. Um, I guess that name is partly because there will be many verses, and partly because of the idea of like more than one universe, and that I feel like I live in more than one universe. You know, a lot of my kind of words are just like things that come whizzing through me from those other places. I've never done this before. Um, it's not going to be really long, and I'm just gonna. I'm not even going to try and have a theme or whatever. I'm just gonna pick randomly um, from my collection, um, and um, it's it's a kind of cloudy day um, I'm on my boat in Sorby Bridge with my dog Mally or I think I'm more like her human um, it's been a tough uh, few days I hear that the astrology is fairly intense at the moment I don't know much about astrology but I appreciate knowing that it makes me f- take things less personally um, uh, so maybe I'll pick some poems to reflect some of that intensity. Um, okay, I've been feeling kind of escapey, but like my body really doesn't want me to try and escape, but my mind's like, I've got to get the fuck out of here. Or well, my mind body is a bit at odds with itself. <laughs> um, so I'm avoiding starting. <laughs> Hmm. Let's start with this one because it's sort of out there. Um, This is a poem called Coming Home. Um, It's a lot about about embodiment. Um, uh, I'll say more about it when I've read it, I think. Coming Home. Um, I've been ashamed of my love too long passionate. I've been on my knees crawling too long. Trees grow wide in exposed land. Their roots run deep, seeking company. I can touch the forest miles away. Mycorrhizal whispers, vibrations, a missing enzyme, long travelled, last minute, just in time. I've been apologising for my skin too long. Drink you in. I've been spitting fire on the earth's cool skin, calling your name. And in the cool wet valleys, black rocks are licked by the rivers seeking tongues, tickle the mountains to a quiver, pause for breath. I've been frightened of my desire too long, blossoming. I've been stitching the blanket of shame too long, shelter. When you put your fingers in the earth mould, you explore the depths of me. Your hot, damp fingers. And on the plain, the sun holds the tall grass in dense heat, and the speckle of butterflies and flowers blend to a dance of colour, and mutual satisfaction slows the heart to joyful stillness. You are afraid of my anger and pain. I am the heart of your hearth burning, waiting for you to come home. So, um, it's really nice to share that, actually. Um, 
suppose it's my one of the themes in my work is like about the coming together of the conditioned and um the kind of conditioning like that I've had as a well I grew up in a, a wealthy medical military white family um uh so they didn't appreciate <laughs> my embodiment at all um I'm a very sensual uh sensitive extremely emotional and uh, I'm I'm I have a diagnosis of uh, autistic spectrum condition so I'm um not able to perform like some of their social kind of well there were a lot of very complicated seemingly contradictory social kind of requirements and my body was just extremely loud um and in the end it was so painful uh yeah, the consequences of being in my body um in that environment that i left it and to be honest i i don't know that i ever really fully inhabited it uh and and i can say more about that but i will you know i will share where the poetry comes from but yeah i think as a as a, a a queer person or a person who's not particularly into identity at all like I've played I've tried to keep my body small and I've tried to yeah I've felt so sorry for just existing <laughs> um, <laughs> and nature has been such a healing place for me um, you know like in nature I see resilience and connection and mystery and um, a kind of eroticism and peacefulness in that kind of in all those forces of life um, that I never really find in in the kind of I think is very kind of um, at odds with white western social conditioning at least so um a lot of, there's a lot um in that um let's see what's next yeah this is um a chance for conversation as well i suppose like i'm going to read a few poems and then nice to hear from you guys what what you make of it what you like um, also to hear, you know, if anything I say is lands hard or feels, you know, insensitive. I'm aware that I come from like a very particular <laughs> place, um, and I'm also aware that I don't um, I, I just want to speak freely and then, you know, respond res responsibly. Like I care about how what I say lands, what I'm writing lands. Okay, this one is called Manatee. I, I grew up, uh, spent, I was really lucky to spend a lot of time by the sea and I was also left alone a lot, um, which I think might have been one of the saving graces. Um, and so I had this really like deep, intense uh, 
connection with water and um, the sea. And I don't, and I think also like being an emotional person, like this song, this song, it's funny, poems to me are very much like songs as well, um, is called Manatee. I've never seen a manatee. Like I, I live in, in England, in the UK. And, uh, <laughs> and I, uh, never seen a manatee other than on TV or whatever, but somehow they come through, you know, these energies in my mind. And it's like, my mind goes to this place where I feel something happening. And this is one of the things that I felt like was happening when I tried to translate the experience into words. There's a manatee moving through the caves of my mind, bringing me messages from another time. It is moving down deep between columns of stone. It is moving so slow and so smooth and so low. And although it is big, it gracefully flows through chasms and cracks and impossible spaces, blubbery flesh in all the right places. Its little fin wiggles and jiggles and displaces the water, propelling its body in trails with bubbly traces, whiskers bursting meniscus like wiry shoelaces, as it seeks out stories and memories in the corals and rock faces. Um, yeah, I... I really love this. I love it because it feels like embracing of like flesh and softness and bodies and blubber and warmth and cuddles. And I love it because it feels exploratory and sensual. And I love this manatee in my mind, you know, because it's, um, it's this apparently sort of huge creature um but it takes me takes me it supports me in in its energy like to go into a place in my mind where there's sort of this peaceful um exploration and this silence of being really deep underwater and you know having lived in an in an environment where your density is sort of held <laughs> you know you held up you've always held and supported um like you can't fall into water when you're in the water. <laughs> um, I don't think. I'm just trying to think of a. Anyway, I'll try. I won't get distracted on that train of thought. But yeah. Um, so this manatee finds me stories and it explores really gently, um, but it's really big, um, and beautiful. I'm just. Mally's just getting up to get some water. Okay. So I'll stay on the theme of 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 the beach for a little while um, do a little short one called Anemone Anemone since I met you a lot of words have become wider have become salty seas of meaning with tides ebbs and flows of their own between us I make and swim these seas between us I touch your cool, translucent fingers and become a starfish. You cling about me, an enemy. I like this. It's funny when I listen to it that time I hear an enemy and I hear like an enemy too, which I'm noticing because I know that I have this like bit. I'm a bit can be a bit um get into a bit of a because of my early kind of conditioning. I can get into a bit of a 
it comes from fear, like where people who are close to me, like an, an attachment can feel incredibly frightening and like people can become enemies. <laughs> and that that's really sad, something I work with. But yeah, I like this. Um, uh, it's like a, sometimes you meet people in their minds. It's like their mind is is uh, able to make space for your mind and like you can and help each other like have meanings where before you were just like alone or confused um and i think that's why it's so important if you're like diverse or or marginal or or even just isolated like to find your people and that means being yourself of course which is terrifying so it's kind of a paradoxical thing but i know that when i've met like two or three people in my life like my safety my my understanding of words like soft have gone from these kind of descriptions of objects to like deep qualitative meanings and energies and you know that expands your humanity and it also stops words from feeling like these traps or in the ground oh, I'm having a nice time trolls in the holes in the ground did you know I was searching and found speck of dust in a hole in the ground glints like gold and I seek deeper down there are trolls in those holes in the ground making spaces where they move around they have fingers and toeses and feetses and noses and sometimes they strike extraordinary poses in those spaces where they move around that are deep, very deep underground. And they've made them so perfectly round that they always feel quite safe and sound. After hours of wriggling around in the earth that is beautifully brown, wiggling handses and legses, brushing their toothy pegses, they finally start settling down. Good night say the trolls in the ground, curled up like little moles in their secret round holes, in these homes that they found just by moving around, chasing small specks of dust oh so deep underground, in the earth that is beautifully brown. <laughs> um, <laughs> I enjoy this. I, I, um, I wrote this poem for my... For my sleepless inner child I couldn't sleep and I was really scared I get really scared um anyway and I, I kind of tried to follow that manatee into a look for some story and I found this and I I found it really soothing and it helped me sleep to think of these trolls in their little round holes I think I wanted to be curled up in a perfectly round hole in the beautifully brown earth and just like hide um, and I like the idea that you can find your home just by wiggling around, chasing specks of dust. Like, I feel like I kind of am a troll in this poem. 
as well as being a human finding trolls. And I think that's really nice when you get to integrate your these like nature stories with your with your inner sort of with your human, so you don't have to be just human because that can be miserable. Uh, speaking of being human, let's do this one. Oh, this one really. This is really for my mother. I don't know that. I, it's also for any for. I suppose I wrote it about like a certain type of and it comes from like an angry place I guess but also a feel, feeling of some betrayal or some confusion um, of like white women who are married to white men who have their big houses on land that whatever I'll read it because <laughs> it's, it's more exciting than my polemic Hopefully, or anyway, I call it Letter to Marcia. Um, Dear Marcia, the bumblebees are dying. I found one in, floating in the water butt. Another hung like dried flowers drifting in the wind. Its fragile wings remind me of the delicate floral patterns on the dresses that you used to wear. Are you really still living in that white house, surrounded by land your husband fancied and took? In the city, Marcia, on the street, metal cars sit waiting and tarmac stretches out to hit, cur- to hit curbstones and begin again. Pavements colliding with brick wrapped around concrete. It's always awkward. It's always... It's... <laughs> it's awkward being warm and desperate here. I look to the column of sky for empathy. Marcia, supermarkets emerge faster than primroses and more familiar. I think of you, Marcia. My grief for you as wasteful as your faithless prayers. The lovely home you write about, his big white house, his one crop, lies line after line like your letter. The bumblebees are dying, Marcia, and your house is a plague on mine. Um... Yeah, that's less to Marcia. I got a bit stuck there at the point where it says it's awkward being warm and desperate here. I think I got a bit awkward because uh, I definitely feel warm and desperate today. Yeah, I think I like I like to explore like and be with the pain of what it is to live in this strange world where like having softness and sensitivity is sort of at odds with like the human system we've created, at least in urban systems. Um, and like my mum I, I've got some sort of compassion for my mother or whatever but she does this thing where she writes to me about her new kitchen like and she has no idea why like after so many like what her new kitchen might mean to like a whole world of people who don't have her privilege um and she has an expectation that I will be delighted about her new kitchen. Um, like, And I think that's one of the, the things that like privilege can make you really blind to is like, and, I, and I'm sure I have my own blindnesses around this. It's like, they're like, you sort of can miss the impact of like your life on other people's 
Um, so, yeah, and I used to spend a lot of time, you know, feeling really sad about, like, and even sad for my mother, like, sorry for her or something. And I was just like, this is a waste of time, you know, like, and, um, you just, when you actually just let, see something, and, um, anyway, so it was a play, it was a space for that, for that feeling. Um, and let's humour it up a bit. So, Granny, this one's for Granny. She, she died, Granny Ruby. Interesting woman. Um, from Guernsey. Uh, she's a small island between France and England, uh, the UK. Granny. Granny? I think he killed Grandpa, slowly, with sugar and salt in his coffee, softly, with butter and cream. You put the nail in the coffin of his weak heart, slowly, but still just in time to spend all his money on a round-the-world trip with your new boyfriend, Sandy, who was boring, but oh so benign. Yeah, um, I didn't really know my grand my granddad very well he died when I was young but all the stories are that he's a very violent man and very difficult man um and I'm, I'm sure he has his story too uh but nonetheless the impact of his behavior I think sort of resounds through um and it, and um but my grand my dad said to me when my <laughs> when uh when my grand died I'm very I was very cross with 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 my mother for, for, for giving my father so much sugar and salt and coffee and I, it suddenly occurred to me that's exactly the sort of thing she would do like play the long game you know um, <laughs> and uh, and it's the sort of sinister culture of that side of the family where it's like um, you know stick a Valium in the difficult one's coffee at Christmas um, or you know keeping everyone calm through these artificial methods and you know if someone gives you dip wipe them out uh these are the sorts of um the sort of intensity of forces uh and it's been quite something sort of extricating myself from that which that kind of cult chur feels like a cult um, and i'm not popular but uh i feel better I'm very lucky to found like a family of people who meet me uh, in all of myself so that's really nice okay so let's do some love 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 it's nice to have a bit of love oh am i gonna do love this one says oh this is okay love love soup hmm? making love making soup Love making soup. Soup love making. Making love soup. Soup making. Love making. So that was just me playing around. I, I very lucky to have um, a really lovely uh, connection in my life where I feel like deeply nourished and like enjoy like. playing with and celebrating that 
in my work. Um, here's another one. Cowper. It's called Cowper. I think it means a, an unmeasured, un, an unmeasurable time or a time beyond time. You said you'd love for me to see a meteor, a shooting star. When I touch your skin, I plunge inside the night sky within you. I clamber outside my tent to piss under the chestnut trees whose leaves prickle the sky and look up. The rain has not arrived yet and the Milky Way licks the sky like white foam at the top of a wave. Each night this weekend, you will climb to the top of a hill 400 miles away with your sleeping bag and cuddle up with Perseids, your other lover, who dances for you once in this new moon and sets your heart on fire, blackens your bones and turns your flesh to a glittering canvas, to a remembering of elders, of the used-to-be stars you are made from. I'm just going to let you sink that one in on your own. Let's see how long I've been banging on for. 25 minutes. What? Okay. I better read Welcoming Deviants. It's been a while. Um, let me read this. Oh, I know I want to read The Blue Baby. Um, I always felt like an alien in my family, like, either that they were wrong or I was wrong. Something was definitely not quite as it should be. I used to think, who's going to be inside them this time? Anyway, so in Cornwall, where I grew up, there's a legend called, of these piskies, like, probably different kind of stories like this in other places, but, like, the piskies come and they swap their babies for your ba- for human babies, and then, like, nobody notices for a while. <laughs> Anyway, I figured it's pretty bad for the pisky as well as the pisky baby as well as the human baby. You know, whichever way you end up, it's got to be a bit confusing. Anyway, I think when you when you're when you're autistic, kind of on that borderland, you live in this borderland where like everything can feel quite alien. Um, and um, to to get unidentified with with alienness, or at least a little bit. <laughs> Or to accept it and like kind of see it as part of your human journey, uh, something. And the blue baby, the pisky lady, the barn door swung open at midnight in a gust, last breath wind, and the gasping infant shifts and pinkens under the long ash branch fingers, a little spark of the world tree. They tried to kill you, I let you live. And now your spirit belongs to me. Child grows in wrath. Child grows in hate. Child grows in loneliness. Her bitter parents whisper of wicked piskies, baby stealers. Lock her in the cellar to keep her clean and out of trouble. It doesn't work. Behind locked door and latched window lies the world which cannot be shut out and the thin, laughing spirits sneak in between the grain of oak beams and clay wall and teach child to dance to the rhythm of silence. 
Listen to the marrow deep moans of the lingering dead, not of any world. She shuts her eyes and climbs the world tree which grows within her, sometimes up, 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 sometimes down, 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 looking for the pisky woman, looking for the key, out of the locked door of the closed room, to free the body her soul needs to live in. So I've like weaved in a bit of Celtic and Norse story. I like all that nature, like some of that nature, uh, nature story. I think it's really connecting. <sighs> um, I think like for me, spirit has really led me in my life. Um, whatever that means I'm not, I'm not quite sure how to translate my experiences into words um, but hopefully you get the feeling of it that like it doesn't matter how how trapped you feel or how trapped you are that like spirit is listening <laughs> of course if you're not taught any meaning like I, I don't recall being taught any meaning in life like things have meaning or people have meaning like I I don't remember anything like that I found it utterly perplexing what motivated people um, so I've had to sort of make my own meaning and also follow sort of this emergent sense and learn how to trust it and that's got me into a, well I don't know I won't say so that anyway, hopefully you enjoyed that. I don't want to try and talk too much about it, but uh, I definitely feel like my spirit belongs. My my sort of journey is like not my own. <laughs> you know, I've got work to do. I know that, and like I, I feel like I've, I feel like I've like, have to honour that work, or I get, I get in a real pickle on a very physical level. Um. I'm doing a bit of singing to help me to bridge the gap to what to do next. Um, we're coming to the end of our time together now. <laughs> I'm doing a, I'm doing a birate podcast ending. We're coming to the end of our time together now. Thanks so much for listening. Um, my head hurts and I've been concentrating for way too long um, let's end on welcoming deviants because what not welcome to you my friend and to everything that's deviant about you uh, in a society that like looks like this let's make it let, let, let's celebrate and imagine and become I think everyone's becoming their own their own um loveliness or something. Alright. I'm really I'm really tired, so I'm doing my best here. <laughs> if I didn't if I didn't start somewhere, then I don't think I would do this. So I'm just beginning with all my resistance. So um welcoming deviance poem. I like the title of that one, it's very literal. Um okay, this poem's called Welcoming Deviance. 
you are magic. You are ashes, dust. You are I will not, maybe, and you absolutely must. You are glorious. You are flamboyant. You are hard for it and soft for it. You are old and you are young. You are stardust and bone. You are a bird whose senses are honed. You are the part who knows the way home. You are smoke without fire. You are a liar. You are a shadow and a flaming pyre. You are indulgent. You are fat and weight. You are starving. You are small and live in hidden places. You want to fuck it and you want to feel. You are testing the edges to find out what's real. You are not. You are tied up and unraveled. You are a geek who really loves Dungeons and Dragons and Scrabble. You are silence. You are stillness. You are deviance. Are my defiance. My last straw. My bottom line. A secret. A whisper. A cheesy line. You're at one with the earth. You're generous. Dirty. Fine. You stink like the best good medicine. You're too much to drink. You're stuck. You're fucking furious and afraid and you don't give a fuck. You that tender thing that can't be said. You joy that might end. You're the loss of a friend. Your buried treasure, the thing I can't measure. You're the magic mushroom that sent me round the bend. You're God and the devil dancing in time. You're lit up with life and you're all fucking mine. You're the animal cornered, the thief. That part that sees death as sweet relief but will fight for the last breath. You're my tongue on fire. You don't belong here. You're invasive and persuasive and you're perverted and pervasive. You're defamation and disease. You're lounging in the sun at ease, rubbing your flesh in the soil like a tease. Your blood, sweat, spit, tears and crude oil. You're hot pink and cosmic black. You're coming to take the world back. You're rising tides and bursting banks. You're stolen kisses and wake-me-up wanks. You're the plunging in and the letting go. You're what happens when I let my life go. To the bite of frost and the beat of my heart. To the river's flow and the burp and the fart and the coffee and the herb and the hunger to feed. You're the hunter and the prey. You're the garden weed. You're the shapeshifter and the truth whispered. You're the longest day and the shortest night. You're desperate for peace and willing to fight. You love like seaweed clinging to a rock. You're equally fond of cunt and cock. You're a sexless monk and a toothless crone. You're Carly and Eve and you're okay with people. But you prefer to be alone. You're the scent on skin after sex. You're a well-timed exit and a colourful hex. You're the names they called you turned inside out. You're burning flags. You want to scream and shout. It's unbearable. It's too much. It's wrong. You turn grief into power and shame into a song. You're that shy foreigner who's lost in a throng. You're the alien landed in a sea of white faces. You're an ambitious bastard putting me through my paces. And I know you're going to take me to extraordinary places and help me open up to being alive in previously terrifying spaces. You're a rusty pail left out in the rain. You're the poet with a tongue cut out going quietly insane. You're the mute who can speak inside other people's minds. Mycelial webbing. And when you have what you need, you're enormously kind. There's nothing you won't forgive. There's nothing you won't give up. There's nothing more than now. Nowhere to go. There's only the breath and the wiggle and the shimmy and the ebb and the flow. The moon tide, the last goodbye, the void, the depths, the chasm, the full belly. The multiple orgasm, the sex toy, the kink, the coy, 
the pronoun free, I'm just me. You're the woman having an outdoor pee, infected wound, broken law. So fucking rich, so fucking poor. The I've had enough and the hunger for more. Made up and au naturel. The weirdo in the corner, the mysterious smell. Welcome deviants, this is your spell. Yeah, so that's my spell for you guys and, and really you gave it to me. Like, there are so many beautiful people out there in the world working so hard at in impossible places, possible odds, um, and, um, I don't know, I just celebrate you and I appreciate you and I'm grateful and, um, furious <laughs> and, um, and I might do another one of these, see how I go. <laughs> I can get past the monsters in my mind and get this one out there so thanks for listening and yeah it'd be great to hear any thoughts and um I'll keep them coming um somewhere some way somehow um I think there's um so funny they've just started to play music um, outside the boat so that's interesting I wanted to read you one more to say goodbye but it may not be possible um yeah I'm just going to say goodbye goodbye oh I'm Catherine Alex Walker you can check out my (laughs) my work at www.unspeakablearts.org and you can find me on Instagram at unspeakable arts UK at unspeakable arts UK all right uh, don't yeah love and rage bye bye <laughs>